Welcome to Native New Health. Let's get started. Native New Health will address specific health concerns that plague our people. So the first step is regular exercise. try this at home. It's up to you what you like to put on, but it's very simple and quick. Exercise regularly. We cannot emphasize this enough. And welcome to Native New Health, an exciting program designed for Native people by Native people. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Native New Health. I'm Gina Gabosh. And I'm Ed Dunn. And in today's program, we will learn how to have a healthy, happy smile. Yes, Ed, that's right, because today we are exploring the subject of oral health and what it means. More and more researchers now agree that oral health is vitally essential to overall wellness and general health. And friends, that includes not only our physical health, but also our social and mental well-being. You will see what we are talking about when we say oral health is much, much more than just the tooth and nothing but the tooth. Well, Gina, how do we get a happy, healthy smile? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ed. Let's share the basics. Brush, floss, rinse twice daily, eliminate tobacco use, and eat healthy foods every day. And don't forget to visit your dental hygienist regularly if there's one nearby. This combination is key to a lifetime of good oral health and overall health that will have you smiling all the way to a healthier, happier you. Friends, let me share this with you. It really pays off to take care of your mouth. Oral disease prevention means fewer costly dental treatments and fewer problems on other health-related complications. Good oral health habits also mean reduced time lost from your work or from school for your children. Now friends, let's explore some of the more common oral health issues and problems. The first one is bad breath. About 75% of bad breath or halitosis is caused by the mouth itself due to poor oral hygiene. But there are other causes which include gastric problems, sinus infections, or severe gum disease. Bad breath can also be caused by eating certain foods, drinking alcohol and tobacco use in all its forms. These are among the most common causes of bad breath. So remember, if you want to have good breath, it is important to take care of your oral hygiene at least twice daily, and that would include brushing the tongue to reduce odor-causing bacteria and rinsing your mouth with a good mouthwash. Hey, interestingly, did you know that they've discovered that eating a little bit of parsley will help combat bad breath? Mmm, try it, you'll like it. Now, let's talk about one of the most common yet preventable oral health problems, gum disease. Gum disease is an inflammation or swelling of the gums known as gingivitis that can progress to affect the bone that surrounds and supports your teeth. That would then be known as periodontal disease. According to the Mayo Clinic, periodontitis is a serious gum infection that destroys the soft tissue and bone that support your teeth. This gum disease can cause tooth loss or even worse, a higher risk of heart attack, a stroke, or other serious health problems. Did you know that? 
I did, Ed. And did you know that more than 75% of the population over the age of 35 has some form of gum disease? Amazing. Well, friends, the bottom line is if you want to keep your teeth, you need to take care of your gums. Absolutely. It is well worth the inconvenience and short time it takes for you to take care of your oral health. Daily brushing and flossing and regular professional dental cleanings can greatly reduce your chance of developing gum disease. Now, let's talk about something else that's important too, and that's the oral health of your children. You see, passing on good oral habits to your children is one of the most important health lessons you can teach them to avoid cavities and gum disease. Absolutely. And you know, Gina, one of the most common causes of early childhood cavities is letting your baby fall asleep with a bottle in its mouth. When your baby is asleep, the liquids that contain sugar stay around the teeth and can cause decay. And even breast milk and infant formula can contain sugars. In addition, when at sleep, these liquids can also dribble into the child's ears, causing serious ear infections. There are several reasons to keep your child's mouth clean. It will prevent tooth decay and loss of teeth. It will help to prevent ear and speech problems. It can help prevent crooked permanent teeth. It can help to prevent severe pain and a poor self-image. Now, here are a few things that you can do to prevent early childhood cavities. Remember to never put your baby to bed with a bottle. And as they grow, be sure to help them brush twice a day showing them the proper way to floss. Limit in-between meal snacks, and as possible, see your dentist regularly. Also, don't reward your children with candy. That's a bad habit. And besides, they'll soon find out where you hide the candy, and they'll reward themselves whenever they want. Remember, your children's healthy teeth and brilliant smile depend upon you. Again, the result of good oral hygiene is a mouth that looks and smells healthy. This means that your teeth are clean and free of debris. The gums are pink and do not hurt or bleed when you brush or floss. And bad breath is not a constant problem. Now, here are some other simple steps each of us can take in between regular visits to the dentist. This will maintain good oral health and decrease the risk of developing tooth decay, gum disease, and other dental and health problems. We have already talked about brushing thoroughly twice a day using a good quality toothpaste and flossing and rinsing. But did you know that there are eight more basic laws of health that will do you a lot of good? Would you like to know what they are? Water, drinking plenty of fresh water is one of them. Eating a balanced diet and eliminating snacks between meals. Having a good exercise program. Getting some sunshine for vitamin D and healthy bones. Breathing in lots of good fresh air. Getting lots of proper rest. Practicing temperance or good balance in the choices you make. And putting your trust in the great creator physician who has given us the wisdom we need to stay healthy in every way. Ooh, that hurts. Do I have sensitive teeth? You might. If hot, cold, sweet, or very acidic foods and drinks, or breathing in cold air, makes your teeth or a tooth sensitive or painful, you have tooth sensitivity. Tooth sensitivity is very common, and it has been estimated that approximately half the population has it. 
Tooth sensitivity is usually caused by the dentin on the root areas of the tooth becoming exposed due to receding gums or periodontal disease. Brushing too hard or using a very abrasive toothpaste or toothbrush can also be a cause of this problem. A very acidic diet, for example a diet with a lot of citrus food, pickles and especially soda pop can cause tooth erosion and dissolve the tooth surface, exposing the dentin. How can we help sensitive teeth? Basically, it is important to use a soft toothbrush instead of medium or hard bristles. Also, avoid the foods and drinks that erode tooth enamel. Rinse your mouth out with water after eating if you can't brush your teeth soon after. And there are special toothpastes made for sensitive teeth that can help with this problem. They are available in most stores. It is important to tell your dentist or hygienist if you have sensitive teeth so that he or she can help you choose the best treatment. Orthodontics is also another area of oral health that is often necessary. Orthodontics is a specialty field of dentistry that diagnoses, prevents, and treats irregularities in the proper alignment of the teeth. Orthodontic care involves the use of different devices. There are two main types. Braces are attached to the teeth and removable appliances are put in and taken out by the patient. These devices can be used to straighten teeth, correct an irregular bite, close unsightly gaps, and bring teeth and lips into proper alignment. In many young children, orthodontic treatment also will guide proper jaw growth for when the permanent teeth come in. Ask your dentist if your child may need orthodontic care. Now, let's take a look at another more serious problem that could have a great impact upon your oral health, and that is diabetes. According to the American Diabetes Association, there is a serious correlation between diabetes and oral health. There are nearly 21 million people with diabetes in America alone. Researchers suggest that people with diabetes are at a higher risk for oral health problems such as gingivitis. And gingivitis is the beginning of a more serious gum problem like periodontal disease. You know, Ed, it really is a two-way street. Not only are people with diabetes more susceptible to serious gum disease, but this disease may have the potential to affect blood glucose control and contribute to the progression of diabetes. So here again is why oral hygiene is so very important. Now Gina, when we talk about oral health, one of the most serious problems we could ever face is oral cancer. Oral cancer occurs in any part of the mouth on the tongue surface, on the lips, inside the cheek, on the gums, on the roof and floor of the mouth, on the tonsils, and also in the salivary glands. 34,000 Americans are diagnosed with oral or pharyngeal cancer each year, and about 8,000 die annually. It affects more men than women. You know, Ed, cancer really is the abnormal growth of cells that don't die. What are some of the signs and symptoms of oral cancer? Well, let's take a look. Patches on the lining of the mouth or tongue, usually red or red and white in color. Mouth ulcers that do not go away. A sore that does not heal. A swelling in the mouth that persists for over three weeks. 
a lump or thickening of the skin or lining of the mouth. Pain when swallowing, loosening teeth or tooth for no clear reason, dentures don't fit properly, jaw pain and stiffness, sore throat, a sensation that something is stuck in your throat, painful tongue, pain in the neck that does not go away. If you have any of these symptoms, you should see your doctor right away. Right. I'm sure you would like to know what some of these risk factors and habits are that could cause oral cancer. I would. They include smoking. Studies show that if you smoke 40 or more cigarettes a day, you have a risk five times greater of developing oral cancer than a lifetime non-smoker. Imagine that. And if you smoke fewer cigarettes per day over a longer period of time, you will have similar results. Other risk factors include chewing tobacco, taking snuff, that is snorting tobacco, and heavy alcohol consumption. Somebody who consumes an average of 30 pints of beer per week has a risk five times greater than a teetotaler or somebody who drinks moderately. Heavy smoking combined with heavy drinking increases the chances greatly. For example, somebody who smokes 40 cigarettes per day and consumes an average of 30 pints of beer a week is 38 times more likely to develop oral cancer compared to other people. Amazing! Another risk factor includes too much sun exposure on the lips at work, on the beach, or the snow as well as sun lamps or sun beds. Also, HPV, or the human papillomavirus infection, can cause normal cells in infected skin to become abnormal. Cancer caused by HPV often takes years to develop. Another risk factor for cancer is an improper diet. People who consume lots of red meat, processed meat, fried foods, and a high-fat diet in general are more likely to develop oral cancer than others. So the question is, what can we do to prevent oral cancer since a lot of it is preventable? Here are some basic things you can start doing right now. Quit using tobacco in all its forms to help lower your risk. If you drink a lot of alcohol, cut down, or better yet, give it up. Cut out all junk foods, saturated fats, and processed meats. Have a good diet. A well-balanced diet with lots of fresh fruits and vegetables with good plant-based protein and whole grains will lower your risk of developing oral cancer. Now, let's take a look at this excellent public service announcement. Cavities can affect people of all ages. Cavities, or tooth decay, is when acid-producing bacteria destroy tooth enamel. This happens when particles from sugary foods like soda, raisins, candy, or even milk are left on the teeth. Bacteria thrive on these foods and produce acid. Over time, the acids can break down tooth enamel, and you're left with a cavity. As you age, gum recession and gum disease may begin to occur. This exposes the tooth roots to plaque, and they become more prone to tooth decay. You can help prevent cavities by brushing your teeth twice daily, flossing once a day, and visiting your dentist regularly. Also, limit your snacking and eat well-balanced meals. Remember, cavities don't just happen overnight. It's up to you to stop the decay before it starts.
health in our Native families is truly a serious problem today. Native American children in the United States and Canada have three times the rate of untreated cavities compared to other kids, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. You know, Ed, it really is a serious health crisis. A recent study of 2,633 children aged 2 to 5 born to indigenous populations in the lower United States, Alaska and Canada found that 68% had untreated cavities. In some Canadian indigenous communities, more than 90% of children have tooth decay or dental cavities. Friends, that's an epidemic. Tooth decay is the most common form of chronic disease in childhood. Very young American Indian, Alaska Native children experience tooth decay and do not have adequate access to preventive and restorative dental treatment. To make the problem worse, decay rates in this youngest age group have increased significantly in the last few years. So Ed, what can be done about this crisis? To begin with, here are some recommendations provided by the Indian Health Service. Provide increased access to dental treatment. Develop and target preventive interventions for children beginning at ages six months of age. Teach parents and caregivers to brush their children's teeth daily. Encourage parents and caregivers to reduce their child's sugar consumption in bottles, sippy cups, foods and beverages. Educate community members, tribal health boards, and policy groups about the prevention of dental disease in very young children. Encourage the first dental visit at age one year. This is a good start, and I am sure each Native community would want to become proactive in these areas. We can't emphasize enough the importance of looking at oral health as a holistic approach for a complete, healthy lifestyle, because when you do, the results of your oral health and that of your family will improve as well. This idea of a total healthy lifestyle approach to oral health and prevention was recently demonstrated in a study of schools participating in the Ontario's Healthy Schools program who had better school oral health outcomes than non-participating schools. This showed that better oral health results are found in schools that practice a combination of several health promotion activities together with healthy food choices. Wouldn't it be great if more schools on our reserves and reservations embrace the idea of the healthy school program? It certainly would be, Gina. There are two major factors contributing to inadequate access to oral health care in some of our native communities. One is isolation and the other is the lack of dental services. For example, recent information shows that there are only 85 American Indian Alaskan Native dentists in the United States. That is one for every 35,000 American Indian Alaskan Native individuals. 70 of these are employed by the Indian Health Services or a tribe. This problem is prevalent in rural areas all across Indian country for all ages and genders. What is becoming clear, however, is that while Native children suffer a disproportionate share of tooth decay, Native adults may be the worst off of all. In 2011, Terry Batliner, 
DDS of the Colorado School of Public Health and the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma conducted an oral health survey of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. The Pine Ridge study also found high rates of precancerous conditions, chronic pain and missing teeth. So what can be done about this urgent need? Does anybody care? Well, we have good news for you today. In addition to already established dental practices, there are at least two new forces of oral caregivers being raised up to serve Indian country and other underserved communities. They are dental therapists and community dental health coordinators. The Community Dental Health Coordinator Program was started by the American Dental Association as a pilot program in 2006 and it is designed to bring better oral health to underserved communities and to address barriers to oral health that go beyond poverty. People in inner cities, remote rural areas, and Native American lands also face obstacles posed by education, language, culture, geography, and other factors. Community dental health coordinators come from these same communities. They understand the problems and are uniquely equipped to provide solutions. Since 2005, dental therapists have expanded oral health care access to more than 35,000 people. That's amazing, but there is more to be done. Now, here is a message from the 2013 president of the National Congress of American Indians, Brian Gladysby. Dental health care in Indian country has been a struggle for the last hundred years. I believe there is a serious quiet crisis that is occurring in Indian country when it comes to dental health care for tribal members. Here at Swinomish, uh, we are very fortunate to have a dental clinic and a dentist uh, on staff. When I was made aware of the statistics on the number of patients that we see and the number of patients that you know we we need to be seeing, it was it was really eye-opening for me to see that you know this um, dental therapist program is something that we not only need here at Swinomish but here in the Northwest. We're not reinventing the wheel. This is something that has been proven around the world. I would definitely have no problem having the therapist being there taking care of my dental needs. And now let us watch an excellent message about dental therapists. Meet Conan Murat. He's one of Alaska's first dental health aid therapists, or DHATs. Dental therapists, like Conan, can offer a safe, effective solution to filling America's unmet oral health needs. I've had a lot of patients where, you know, they come in and they've got a lot of broken teeth or decayed teeth and I get them back to smiling. That's, that's always the best when they can go out smiling and actually feel good about it and getting someone out of pain if they've been hurting for a while and they're just like a total relief on their face after it's over. The fact is 49 million children and adults in the U.S. live in areas without enough dentists. Millions more cannot afford to pay for dental care. The most advanced oral disease is found primarily among children living in poverty and some racial and ethnic minority populations. Untreated tooth decay causes infection that may lead to impaired speech development, inability to concentrate, missed opportunities for good nutrition, and decreased access to good jobs. In Antioch, Alaska, 
And in a dozen other rural villages, Conan Murat fills glaring dental care gaps. And to many, he is a hero. Working with someone um, who was able to make somebody smile or make somebody happy at the end of the day, I was never used to it, you know, growing up, even as a little kid. Conan being there the whole time is something that I think that we've been blessed with, and I think that hopefully all communities will be eventually have that. We are so grateful that, you know, we have the therapist here because we don't have to travel for that purpose anymore. And um, healthy teeth, you know, so important for my kids. You know, I just can't see how it would be without the program. Dental therapists who complete a rigorous two-year training program deliver desperately needed services, working under a dentist's general supervision. We train our students to the same level of quality that you would have students trained in dental school. So if I'm teaching somebody how to do a cavity prep, I'm using the same textbook that the dental school is using. The only difference is that they're learning fewer procedures. It's not that they're learning lesser quality. The equipment we have in our region is state-of-the-art. It's exactly what they have here in this clinic. Across the country, states are grappling with how to expand dental care access for many children and families living in underserved communities, and many are weighing the use of dental therapists. The Alaska Native Tribal Health Consortium, ANTHC, working in partnership with the University of Washington, began training DHATs in Alaska in 2007. America's first DHATs started training in New Zealand in 2003. We tried everything. We tried creative recruitment strategies. We tried, you know, sending people to dental school. I mean, we did everything. And so tribal leaders across Alaska decided that, you know, it's time to do something bold and different. Oral health is key to overall health. And with more professionally trained dental therapists working as part of a dentist-led team, fewer children and families in America will have missing teeth live with pain, miss school or work, and more smiles will come back. That was an awesome message, wasn't it, Gina? I really enjoyed it, Ed. One of the things we have to remember is maintaining good oral health is one of the most important things that we can do. And healthy teeth not only enable you to look and feel good in general, they make it possible to eat and speak properly. What are you doing, Gina? Mm, I'm cleaning my teeth. Cleaning your teeth? Did you know that eating an apple is one of the best ways to clean your teeth? So we could say an apple a day keeps the dentist away? <laughs> we could. Do carrots do the same thing? They do. Mm. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today and learning the importance of maintaining good oral health. So let's remember, a smile adds to your face value. So let's keep our smiles beautiful. What do you say? Please join us again next time on another episode of Native, Native New, New Health. Health.